0: That's what I like about it. Like, it gives that little, like, funky, psychedelic groove type of thing, you know?
1: Yeah, that's very interesting. Did someone make that, or you found that?
0: I have my, um, uh, my, a friend made that for me. Like, that's a, that's a produce for me, really? yeah. Who made that? Um, I'm not sure if you know him. His name is Hector. You know, my sister's friend, Jocelyn? Uh-huh.
1: Uh, i don't know too many people by name dude
0: yeah okay so she's my sister's like childhood friend like they went elementary school together so i've known her since i was in elementary school and she has a brother so that's interesting her brother yeah like her like i know him as well. so like he would follow each other on instagram and um she's told me that he was like interested in the podcast he just joked around with her one day yeah and i was like and he produced for my sister's movie
1: like the music yeah. like
0: the sound yeah the sound, yeah, the, the sound nice. the, like the score I think oh okay yeah like she, he's the one who produced it for my sister and I really liked it too like, it, was really, it was really good like it was a 12 minute score you know because the, the short film was like 12 minutes mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he I mean I asked him like you know if he'd be interested in, in, in the producing podcast? like yeah I asked him to be in, in it too mm-hmm. but right now we're both busy but eventually I really hope to have him on here Nice, bro. Yeah, and... Yeah, dude, you can <clears throat> produce nl sick, like...
1: That's I'll, a really good, uh, little, just, tune, dude. Did, yeah. Is it that long, or is that just, like, a part of it? No, it's
0: that long. Oh, that long? Uh, yeah, it's gonna, like, it's that's the intro. Job.
1: Yeah, it's very, uh... I think it does the job well, dude. Like, yeah. it's a good vibe. Like, it doesn't go too long. It's not, like, too short, like... And, like, the whole time you don't feel like... You're just... You know, by the time you're into it, like, it's already ending. You're like, alright, well, yeah, right. You're just gonna... <clears throat>
0: And you just stay to the end, and you'll listen to it again, you know?
1: Yeah, uh huh. Oh, it's the outro, too?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, I, don't know, I, I think it's so cool just being able to, like, have people to support you like that, too, you know? Yeah,
1: bro. I think there's a lot of people that just need a little, like, opportunity, bro, a little bit of, like, getting their feet wet and stuff, just to say they've done it. Like, if they go somewhere down the line, you know, they have that, you know, experience, at least know what they're doing, and that's very important probably realize like there's not too many things now that people judge off of i mean like big jobs like there's like you know normal people jobs but i mean like in terms of like more artistic stuff like this i guess like uh it's really more based on like your work like they like you show the person your work and they like go off of that more so than like you know i mean if you have like the specific experience i guess with like certain big names or whatever like you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah i mean this whole podcast thing it's i'm hoping it would it's gonna i i'm not hoping like i, I i'm gonna manifest it so, like this eventually is gonna grow into something that is gonna allow me to put
1: write it down time bro. into it like know? bart simpson
0: bart Simpson.
1: yeah it's to the point where it's like seared in your head
0: I'm a, we're going to actually put cement in my backyard So I'll probably just write it on there in cement So literally oh, it's impossible to take it off Oh uh, yeah that's going to be too much bro. Literally cemented it in
1: <laughs> uh, We're going to have to cement over that shit one day I
0: know right once it's our, or, once it's not, big.
1: or not You can keep that shit just keep like a little piece
0: <laughs> Yeah dude I um Yeah I feel these like I think, the, I think the way to distinct Like the different types of jobs or incomes Is kind of a Nine to five jobs.
1: Okay. Like, you know, I feel you. Because I work a nine to five job right now, you know. And what's your opinion? You feel okay, let me tell you this much, or let me ask you this. Um, do you feel that you could be making more money doing something that doesn't feel like work? Not everyone knows exactly what that is for themselves, but just think to yourself whatever um, you'd like to do. That doesn't feel like work. Do you think you can make more money doing that than powering it out? And you know, like we say, echando ganas, dude. Like at a nine to five, or do you think like at a nine to five? Because I'm, like I'm not knocking like nine to fives. Like those are some of the hardest working people. You know that there are. They kind of you know make, you know the construction workers. They make, bro, they make the America fucking, work.
0: Like they make this country function.
1: They keep us like where we're at. And, yeah. You know they. You know, um. So you can't really knock them. And especially you know it does teach like a certain uh winner's mentality almost I think but in terms of money, do you think you could, in today's world you can make more doing something that's kind of like a passion? you know what I mean I that's feel like
0: there's a Diff. i think I think it's for for there's everyone no-
1: for everyone listening excusesss like about <laughs> I' <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> damn it'll give me some asmr a- a- vibes you, you know i got a little bit of like teacher vibes right there bro <laughs> i was like oh fuck i got in trouble <laughs> Nah, bro you're good you're good did you ever have like real quick before we move on did you ever have like a little like punishment card or something like in school like whenever you fu- like you did something wrong
0: there was one time i had to wear a hat and i said a word i'm not sure what the word said but it was like buffoon or like it was that kind of was, what the like, fuck it wasn't buffoon. Duns? but it's it's the con is a con like that context you know
1: the Dunce hat like the like white the, hat? the pony
0: yeah, the white pony head. Yeah
1: the, oh my gosh, bro. Why did that's
0: kind of mint. Dude, like, I was a bad kid when I grew up, honestly. Wait, like,
1: when did they make you do that? What uh, grade? I think it was That's humiliating bro.
0: Yeah, I think it was like second or first. Yeah,
1: bro, you grew up in like nineteen thirties or what bro. Dude, imagine. Yo, oh that's my crazy, god.
0: Dude. Yeah, no, it's not that <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's funny, dude. That's crazy. I would have died if they made me do that shit, bro. Dude, but I feel like that's like when that happened to me, I wasn't embarrassed though. I was just chilling, bro. I wish I wasn't embarrassed. Like I remember one time they made. Wait, what, what do you mean you were chilling? What do you mean? I thought it was funny. Like, dude, I was in front <laughs> of, like, at them. Or no, you? No, you I was looking at myself. You know, that's, like. See that that's, that's a good way to look at it from a very young age, bro. That's crazy. I was humiliated, bro. Like we had a card, and like, like it was stupid shit. Like tucking your shirt in. If you didn't have your shirt tucked in, you got it signed. Um, what else? Uh, there was like. If you were chewing gum if you were late stupid like things like that so like right now when like you did that shit, i was like fuck dude like i'm gonna get my card signed right now that shit was crazy no you're good you're good i had a very uh traumatic flashback right there
0: of <laughs> public hum- mm-hmm. humiliation
1: low-key yeah but what were you saying though the nine to fives the fucking uh what else so, with those, I think
0: there's a lot of potential when it comes to, like, what makes more money, you know? Because uh-huh. some people are, like, they're, like, there's a lot of people build different. And, like, some are more, like, there's people who are more disciplined, more hardworking, definitely. Like, worth ethic is definitely a spectrum that people fall into, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a process in which... Like you have to develop it obviously over time, yeah. But so with me personally, I'm doing like I do pretty good with nine to five jobs. Like, do I work in customer service? And like, just because I love people and I'm a communication major and like this is what I like, I I like it. But and I feel like if I there's a plan F somewhere over there where I could probably just move my way up in companies like this and just being in man man, being like manager. And mm-hmm. not necessarily corporate, but management and leadership. You know,
1: you're saying that's your sixth option. <laughs> it, now, it's
0: right? like it's like a strong. Okay, so it's a strong possibility in which that's something I I know I can rely on. Just because I'm, I'm working on it right now, I'm developing it. You know, I'm already in. Uh-huh. I'm already a supervisor. I've been a manager for like. But it's, it's not, coming up for four years.
1: But it's not your top three.
0: No. Oh, okay. So I started thinking about that because.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It was a very ideal one in which that was one of the first jobs that came to mind. Mm-hmm. As soon as I started working at McDonald's, I started think. I just, you know, just a thought that came by. And then I try to like pinpoint what exactly was it that made me want to do, like, had that thought. And then I, mm-hmm. I realized that I like leadership. You know, I'm into leadership. I love leadership. I love talking to people. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, like, all right, what else can I do that's a leader, that's like kind of in leadership, and you're talking to people.
1: Yeah.
0: besides management I thought of teacher like professor so that's something also definitely I'm interested in in the future obviously I need to get my masters and doctor if I'm going to teach in a higher level education mm-hmm. so the time it takes to get that I'm not really in no rush it's whatever I can do getting, getting there you know like I want to try to see what I can accomplish before I become a teacher
1: for sure in terms of what you're saying like I see that um, you know, but obviously the main thing that pops out is like uh, how it's not your top three. You know, it's six, and the, and I see that in a positive way, obviously, just because like especially lately, dude. Like, um, it, it's it's kind of being like honest with yourself, dude, because um, you you know that that's not really what you want to do, but you know that you have like you have the the ability to do that, and that's a good <laughs> a, um like uh like uh, understanding to have of yourself where you're like, if I have to do it, I can do it, and I could, you know, do it well or whatever. Um, But it's, even if I can do it well, I'm not just going to fall back on it for that simple fact, you know, and a lot of people, I think, do that. I'm not going to lie, bro, I've met a lot of people that do work that... It sucks, bro, because it's almost like um, people don't recognize how important they are to, you know, society, and they kind of get, you know fucked over like in terms of like um you know certain lifestyles like they should be able to make a lot of money bro like a lot more money but there's reasons why like the worth of their work is like less compared to like other like uh you know positions um within the you know same company just a bunch of stuff like that and I think that uh kind of distracts certain people from uh um you know, the fact that they, they kind of sacrifice a little bit of themselves when they do the type of work, you know, they don't really touch into their hobbies or interests, Some like, I know some people that, like, you know, even truck driving, like my dad does truck driving, you know, a little more local stuff, commercial stuff, but he used to do kind of, like, long distance stuff, and you know, you barely see him, and, you know, while, yeah, you got a roof over your head for your kids while you do this, you know, you kind of have to sacrifice seeing your kids and stuff, and, you know, there's a lot of that, and it's out of necessity, but, I think um, it's that fear, bro, of, like, doing what you want to do because you don't know if it's going to work out. All you hear about is, like, small businesses and how they're barely staying afloat. And, like, you know, you're probably thinking, well, I mean, if I could do what I'm doing right now and make really decent money, and it doesn't matter about, like, month to month, like, why would I sacrifice that to do something that, yeah, like, yeah, it's, like, an interest, but, you know, there's no guarantee that there's going to be, like, that for sure yeah, you know it's kind of discouraging yeah bro there's a lot of things a lot of fear and uh i think that's big too bro like not only is it's not a, as easy as like you know yes or no it's like a strong yes and a strong no like you know when it comes to deciding that and uh yeah bro like i think that's why you kind of gotta have that mentality of or it's good to have that mentality that what I'm saying, like, you know, you seem to have demonstrated um, of, like, it's not your first choice to, like, do that, but, like, if you could do that, you would do that. I feel like everybody's like that, and I feel like if more people were like that, you'd see more, like, it. I don't know, dude, like, I guess, like, creative shit, to say the least, if not, like, what if, like, uh, the cure for cancer, the guy with the enough intelligence is out, like, doing something else? Like, I don't know, I'm just saying random shit now, yeah. but, you know what I mean, what if he's... He never like, you know, got into that like type of like,
0: like uh, uh, just the opportunity and the resources to yeah. like accomplish the potential that he has.
1: Yeah, bro. Like he never he never got down to that path because he had to end work a job. He didn't end up going to college because he had to fucking like you know work to help his parents pay the bills and stuff like that. You know, and they didn't. He didn't have a chance to like, you know, get there. Like it's it's a lot of different things, bro. But. That's more into like, you know, school and getting into school and like going to school and stuff.
0: Dude, I, I feel that's just like everything about that is kind of like a script that we're put into this life, you know? Yeah, like
1: Especially here.
0: Yes, especially here, you know? Like, oh, you need to go to school, you need to go to college, mm-hmm. you need to get your bachelor's, you need to get your master's, you need to get your doctorate. Like, the more, the higher education you get, you get more, you get more money. You get more money because you get put into corporate jobs that require that education. But something like, like as you're saying all this, I couldn't help but think that. I feel like there's a lot more people now our age who are more actively not, like, seeking nine-to-five jobs. Like, have you noticed there's a lot of people who are also starting their own businesses?
1: Yeah, bro. A lot of entrepreneurs. Yes. Entre-
0: entrepreneur. I'm not going
1: to be able to say that right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, My speech is slurred, bro.
0: It's all good. But, yes, it's it's a trip, you know? And, I mean, this, this whole podcast thing is something, you know, that... It's out, it's out, it's out there is different, you know, and I feel that because as we're getting older, I mean, do these baby boomers and the generation after like they just fell into capitalism and like wanting to get jobs and having to get these jobs. Like my dad is literally the same as you, like he sacrificed his entire, my entire childhood. I'm his only son. He has two daughters and all of our childhood he sacrificed because he was going to school. Getting his bachelor's at like 30, age 33, and he was working in full time graveyard shift. Like, you know, I did not see him at all, which like,
1: is something a lot of people don't do, but at the end of the day, it's viewed as something um, obviously, it's not just viewed as something, it's, it's obviously very beneficial. Like, it served your dad well to do that, but you know, what you're getting at what
0: cost, you know,
1: like the
0: consequences behind that. Like, I'm so like, he's a hard worker, I love him, and I, and I look. I look up to him in how, like, dude, how many people can say that? I I talked to him, like, he told me that for, like, three, four, for four years, he averaged four hours of sleep a night. Like, dude, he fucking literally overworked himself as well. And he got his master's, too. Not just bachelor's, but his master's. Like, he went to school for, like, four or five years. And now he's, like... He's getting six-digit jobs, six-digit salary do- jobs now, you know? He earned it. And it for sure put a strain on our relationship, you know? Where even to this day, like, I'm still actively trying to improve our my relationship with him. Because he wasn't there. And, like, I, wa- I kind of resented him for that. But then, obviously, I was a kid and I didn't understand. Growing mm-hmm. up now, I totally see why he did it. And I understand. And I mm-hmm. respect him, you know? Because... Like everyone thought, like everyone sees everyone, a lot of people see it like that.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's also like a generational thing too. I think maybe like, um, the generation, you know, we're kind of still a part of. I mean, we're still relatively young for the generation, you know, that's, that's, uh, emerging like right the now. The internet, but, like the internet era. Yeah, but I, I think we're going to get to a point where the internet's been part of our life more than it wasn't. You know, and when it wasn't, we're super young, so we didn't really know. Yeah. You know, we. I think we. Um. I haven't really thought about it too much, but in a sense, like we were there when the internet was starting to get good, and then we were old enough um, when it was already good, and a lot of these kids now are here when it's already good. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing, and I think that's why we kind of feel like we appreciate it, but we're getting further and further from that time. You know.
0: Yes, and what's the trip is that when you're talking about like. Is it easier to get nine, five, nine to five jobs or not, and get more money from that? Like, look at all these people, YouTubers. Different jobs now. Look at all these YouTubers and yeah. all these like people on TikTok. There's
1: different jobs that's
0: Oh my god. They
1: pay like upwards of the same amount because honestly, like the I'm telling you the the technological era and the internet era has like really like created a whole new market. I think of, oh, for, for sure. people, and so they required different traits, different, you know, talents of people, different, um, you know, creative, you know, uh, uh, you know, ideas, they, re- they require creative minds now, and, you know, different things that really weren't, you know, when you think of a job, you know, back in the 80s, 70s, you think, you know, either a, a well-paying job that where you needed a degree, or you think of, you know the supermarket the, the grocery store the warehouses. The, the warehouses you know the, like the blue mechanics collar versus yeah blue collar. collars like well I mean mechanics and these guys still need like some sort of training which they would provide but it wasn't the same but that's all that they looked at you you wouldn't see like you know social media you know or, or graphic you know design yeah. and all this stuff that, that kind of requires more of a creative you know thing um more so than like uh, I guess like industrial you know type of work yeah um and it's just crazy, bro. Like I think that's why, you know, you see more kids now like that want to follow their dreams because they can do it, bro. Like D- they, they can. can. They just do need the it, right yes. exposure. They just need the which is you not hard to do with social media. Yeah, with social media now it's, it's very easy. You know, just uh, you know, it always starts off with you know your homies just kind of like, like trying to support you and like <laughs> trying to put you up there. But you know, obviously, like with. That's why well, you gotta have um, a real, real interest in something, and you just gotta, you know, you know, keep it, keep it on the side, and, and make sure it's something you invest in. You, you know, you dedicate a little bit of time to to always improve. You know, be, and and just staying in the know, dude. You know, reading, being able to understand what's in, what people like, what what's going on, and you know how, not how you can change something about yourself or you know do something. Differently to like meet those requirements, but look at yourself and think, well, what do I have right now before I do anything? That kind of maybe would fit right now, you know. And I'll show this, or I'll you know dive into this a little bit about myself, and then when the trends, like every other trend, changes, you take another look at yourself and you think, well, what can I do, or what what do I have right now that you know would best suit this trend or would best, you know, and and look at it that way. I think a lot of people do that I see I like, kind of fail and, like, do shit, which kind of discourages me because, obviously, like, I, you know, deal with anxiety and shit like that. So, like, I look at that shit, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck that, like, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to, you know, put myself in that situation. And I stop myself before even trying anything or even thinking about anything. I don't even want to waste my time thinking about anything. And a lot of that is, you know, seeing these people that want to, you know, are so desperate to, to just have fame or, you know, people want to say clout, but it's not necessarily clout, dude. I think it's more like, uh, uh, you know, advertisement, you know, you, you want to become a household name or a popular name to the point where, you know, your name is worth something now. And, you know, that's, that's, that's the normal hustle of people. But it's those people, bro, that I see that do that shit, that, that kind of, uh, just want to like do what's popular and like change themselves and are always moving you know um i don't see them succeed as much
0: i i think it's because if there's something that it's required for success i i I think passion is required for success Mm -hmm. like you know in order to be successful oh i mean okay i don't actually i don't think it's a requirement but it's definitely like an enhancing tool you know to like just continue the work to get to become successful and i think it's really hard right now for us younger folk you know our people who
1: i like that (laughs) terminology (laughs) i like it
0: yeah no but okay so it cheers me out that we a lot of us don't really know what we want to do right now like it's really hard for us to pinpoint a passion just because it could literally be anything.
1: Before you move on to the next thing, the more so than not really knowing what we want to do, would you say that's because uh, there's so many things we could do and we don't know what to choose from, or n- there's nothing out there that really we feel like we want to do? It feels both. What do you think? You think it's both? Yeah, okay.
0: like it's an illusion that people say that. Oh, I mean, like I, I, I only have these few options, so
1: but you, then. So you mean like it varies amongst people? Like
0: there's I think there's layers,
1: yeah. Like it it
0: definitely varies because people just have the illusion like, oh my god, like without school I won't be successful but at the same time they could think of like, Look at all these things I like. Imagine I make money doing these things. Mm -hmm. You know, but obviously everyone has a different depth to those to those like those thinkings, but it's def. It, like that. Definitely. What about affects- learning
1: things? What do you think about learning things? Like learning. I don't think. Things, I don't like think everyone. Teaching yourself, like the like, or educating yourself. Because think about it, dude. YouTube.
0: Dude, YouTube teaches it, like
1: YouTube, Google, <laughs> Google alone, bro. Like, think about it. If you want to educate yourself on something, back in the day, what did you have to do?
0: Fucking go to library. Go to the library. Read books.
1: Read a book about it. You know, like, oh, you know, you're thinking about something, like, if you really want to know, like, the answer and, like, not, like, have kind of just, like, this empty opinion about something, you have to go educate yourself, bro. Go sit down, read, dedicate time to absorb that information, dude. And, like, people now, you can, hey, Google, hey, Siri, like, what's what's this, what's that? And they'll, right there, she'll read it to you, bro, Like, <laughs> like, I'm telling you, like, there's... There's a lot of access to. There's
0: endless of, like, a lot endless. of things. It's yeah, dude. Literally infinity.
1: Some people, you know, and and Caesar, bro. Like, if you don't like reading, like, there's that's just the classic way of learning something: reading it, right? Going to the library instead of going to the library, you have the easy version of that. Someone reads it to you at your house. Yeah, right? all your or in your car or at the restaurant, wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. Or the next step, or the the other type of learner. I mean is a visual learner so like if you don't like that sh- like just reading it or someone reading it to you you can watch a video dude yeah it's, it's visual it auditory, it it's auditory and talking to you
0: yeah all that
1: yeah dude a lot of a lot of cool there's like, it, like
0: it's really hard to come up with an excuse like with the resources that we have right now you know to not
1: do I'm, you think the the generation above like older than us um doesn't really relate to that kind of in a sense in their own way didn't know what they wanted to do at our age but do you really think like they understand like how we don't know what we want to do because i think we have the added factor of seeing things we'd want to do but you're like "Eh, i don't know if i should do that i don't know if i'd be
0: for sure our exposure to like the generation yeah like the generation older than us didn't have, like, Facebook, didn't have YouTube and stuff. They had people who were raising them that were all old-fashioned manual. And they were the ones who were already raising people with, like, with the internet, you know? And then we are the ones getting raised with the internet. So, I don't, like, I feel that just because we have the exposure, like, how much the internet really is affecting our lives, and, like, they can or cannot, like believe like understand what we're going through because dude like literally seeing like imagine david dobrik like imagine having his lifestyle doing random shit recording hanging out with homies and making millions of dollars
1: it's crazy bro because i think even part of his success or his main success in my opinion is giving people that impression of himself or of his work where it's like, oh shit, I could do that. I can relate. You know, that's so cool. That's like, everyone has that friend. Like everyone knows, like someone that's kind of like David Dobrik, bro. Like I think everyone relates to him because everyone has had that friend, like that kind of quirky guy, that funny guy, the guy that's never like. There's never a dope moment. You know what I mean with that guy? And I think that's part of how he sells, how he sells his success. He, um, because I really don't think a lot of two people, a lot of people could actually do what he does. I really don't think there's too many people that could actually do what he, what he does. You know, we would have definitely already seen it. But it's someone that you know, and I think you know, it has a lot to do with you know, our um, the world is changing, bro. And I think people our age kind of are scared, bro. And if you've noticed, a lot of trends aren't new shit. It's not. It's not new stuff. It's stuff that was new to us when we were kids. And now it's nostalgic shit. For example, um, um, well, I mean, just for everyone in 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 I think this one that I'm going to use, but I don't know if you've you've seen this. This isn't necessarily like a, a crazy nostalgic one, but it's relatively nostalgic. But more for you know bigger generations too, is uh, the Grinch with uh, Kylie Jenner. Have you seen that? The what? The Grinch with Kylie Jenner, like they have like a collaboration of something. I think it's makeup. It's pretty I think it's makeup.
0: I didn't know that. I
1: don't know if there might be like more stuff, like clothes or something. I don't I don't know about clothes, but I think it's just makeup.
0: I mean if you also do a lot of fashion, like like Forever Twenty One, H and M they're selling like nostalgic nineties cartoons. 90s, eighties, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: like a lot of stuff like is very nostalgic. Like uh, you know, people are, are really I don't okay. Like we're relatively young, so we don't know how to what extent people were nostalgic in the '90s about '80s stuff and you know things like that. But I could say that I've I feel like there's more nostalgia now. You know what I mean? Because you know, um, you're seeing a lot of like uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of other references of, of stuff. You know that that you know is kind of you know looking back. Um, yeah, man, like, uh, remakes, you know, like, David Dobrik, like, you know, he, he's very, you know, Josh, Josh Peck, one example, he's uh, fucking, yeah. like, like, he's living, like, the life we wanted to live, you know, like, that's what I think, He and he, he makes sure to to appeal to that, like, uh, uh, what is it, um, I'm thinking of the word, relatability, he's thinking to, like, have that relatability with people, you know, of like, dude, I was you. I would watch this guy, and like, I told myself, if I ever got famous, I'm gonna like become best friends with him or something. And like, I have the power to do this. So I'm gonna do it. You know, he does. He's doing with this money what everyone would want to do with this money. You know, he's not really selfish. He doesn't really. He gives a lot of money away too. He gives more than money away, dude. Like, like he, more he, gifts, he, cards, yeah, all and, this stuff, and, dude. and like. But even more than that, dude, it's kind of just kind of like even just visiting people, dude. Like sometimes I'll just like. You know, visit people because you know he knows what it me- what it feels like to want you know to ha- be visited like just by you know asking or you know hey you know I wish I could see this person that person saying okay and just coming through to see you like he knows what it's like to be the fan and I think I really don't see him as a star like he's a star like from his from what he's achieved but he looks like he's just like the the world's number one fan you know like like the fan that has access to these resources now that can you know really dive into his like. uh you know, whatever he's into and you know, at will has yet. and I don't know dude, I think that's that's something that a lot of people don't really realize but like, he, it's something that like, I think he, you know, makes sure to stay true to but, I mean everybody to their own bro, everybody has their own little thing that people, you know, are interested in and want to be around and, you know, want to listen to or want to, you know, take a part of and so, he's a good example of someone that does what he wants really well, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean dude, they're just people that like that that are just built different.
1: He's built different, yeah.
0: Yeah, he like yeah, like literally built different.
1: Yeah, if it walks funny. <laughs> literally built different.
0: Yeah. Um Alright, so one thing that you mentioned earlier that i i kind of want to go more in depth with is uh how you suffer from from anxiety Mm -hmm. because i don't think i'm an anxious person like me like growing up i start I, i try to look at i try looking at like when have i suffered with mental health issues and i feel like when i was in high school when i was younger like from 17 to 20 i was for sure probably i felt like i was depressed you know, now I don't feel that way. I don't feel like... I've had anxiety attacks, but I've never had consistent anxiety. And whenever I have people explain to me how they're feeling, I empathize with them. You know, because I understand how severe and how, how difficult it is. But it's really hard for me to, like, try to try to imagine, like, that happening to me. Like, I do not know how I would react if... what? what? Like, anxiety attacks, like, consistent anxiety, uncontrollable anxiety...
1: Okay. I, I think it's not necessarily, like, uncontrollable, per se, or, like, uh, consistent like that. I think it's more kind of like... Let me think of something. Um, it's kind of just there, like, very, like, low, like, hidden, you know? It, it kind of... You don't realize it's there. I think the best way to word it is, like, once you come, like, the moment you realize you have anxiety and you suffer from anxiety, anytime something in either inconvenient or not even inconvenient, dude, just anything, anything that requires you to kind of, like, infer something, you know, could set off your anxiety. Obviously, everyone has different anxiety. There's different things that people like um, that affects their anxiety. So it's something that, um, you know, obviously varies with everyone, but it's, um, I think beyond that, it's it's kind of like unfinished business, for lack of a better way to say that. Like, anxiety, I think, stems from, you know, traumas, different traumas, different experiences, um, where you kind of, you kind of uh, don't, you, you don't know how to talk about it. You've never talked about it. And I think, to be honest with you, at least from my experience, I know a lot of Hispanic people that deal with it, you know, this is Hispanic thing, because, you know, our culture, doesn't matter where you come from, like, the parents are more or less the same, they hold the same beliefs, they hold the same ideas of, you know, you know, the general respect, and especially in today's world, bro, in, in how, you know, kind of, um, we're kind of demonized by, you know, a certain group of people, right, and so that all that definitely alters the way hispanic you know people raise their families the expectations they have the kind of um blatant but um blatant but um loving at the same time if you can you know think of it that way disregard for um you know um like a fear way of thinking they don't really want that they want kind of like no you got to do this so you know a lot of hispanic parents I i think you'd agree want their kids to go to college do well in school go to college um get a job have a family and have a career and that's it you know the american dream essentially um if you ask them for a number they won't give you a number because they don't have a number in their head of how much they want you to make or what kind of job if you ask them what kind of job they want what career they don't really have a, they don't they won't tell you that but they just know that if you want a good paying job if you want to be able to take your fa- to take care of your family tripping over my words you have to have a career you have to have a degree you have to have that job that steady income otherwise you know you're going to be struggling life's not going to be impossible but it's going to be difficult um and that I think adds a certain um, anxiety to to their children, especially in today's world. So you see a lot of a lot more anxiety I think with people our age and younger, slightly older than us as well. You know, up to like ten years older than us, the '90s kids and stuff like that. Um, and then not only that, but you see a lack of a lack of empathy on the on the side of the parents. You know, so you, you tend to see a lot of kind of like, I give up what I wanted to do because that wasn't going to get me anywhere back in my day. You know what I mean? If I wanted to do this, I loved doing this. If I wanted to do that as a career, I would have barely been making it. I would have to live with my parents, you know, forever, you know, and those parents have also lived through a time of inflation, bro. Do you know the cost of college back when our parents were young, dude?
0: Like 15,000?
1: Yeah, bro. For four years. Yeah. For four years, it was that much. For the whole four-year tuition, it was that much, bro. You know how much it is per year for us now, bro?
0: On average, no.
1: On average, dude? Okay, it could have gone up or down. When I was there, it was roughly in the 30000 per year, bro. Total cost for the year, one year. So for three, four years, bro, that's $120,000, bro. Whether you put it in yourself or whatever, you, whatever money you use, that's how much it costs. It's just a cost. That's how much it costs. So when they kind of see, like, bro, when I was young, it was easy. Not easy. Like, to them, that was expensive. But, you know, they lived through a time where, like, infl- like, the price of things have gone up a lot, a lot. And so they see that, and they see, you know, how it's harder now, essentially. So they're like, dude, if I couldn't do my interest back in the day, much less now. So when they, you know, they see their kids, and they don't really let them get in touch with, you know, their you know, certain sides, not without, not because they, you know, want to be bad or evil or whatever, you know, they're being mean, but it's just because they're looking out for their kids. They're like, dude, we know we've lived, we've lived your life, essentially. So they see it like, we've had those interests, we've, you know, had these, we've, we have come to this fork in our life before where we have to decide what we want to do and, you know, sometimes our parents think, I did decide to do what I wanted to do and I struggled, I didn't do that well and so, If I could go back and change, I would do it this way. And now the parents are living through their kids, you know? And they're like, if I could decide and I knew the steady path, I would take the steady path. And so since I know the steady path now because I didn't take it or I did take it, regardless of what what decision they made, I want you to take it. And trust me, listen to me, this is what you need to do. And that mixed in with, you know, different things going on now, mixed in with, you know... It's just a generational thing, dude, that causes people to have, like, a certain anxiety. And it's that interaction that their parents have with their kids that causes that anxiety. I don't, like, for example, some people have major, major anxiety from neglect from their parents. Right? But um, sometimes you could feel neglected and never be neglected, if you get what I mean. You know what I mean? Like, your parents could always be there, always talk to you, and you could still feel neglected. You know what I'm saying? And it's about how your parents go about that. You know, some people don't feel neglected, and some people do. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I think it has to be with what they talk about. You know, like, whether they're talking about, hey, how's school going? Mm-hmm. How's, you know, how's work going? Instead of, like, hey, how are you feeling? You know, like, like yeah. are you happy right now? Is this what you want? Like, like, instead of asking them what they're doing, asking them how they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think getting deeper with those layers is what makes like, people feel neglected or not, like, was make them, makes them feel like their relationships are important or not. Yeah, man.
1: I feel like a lot of it, too, has to do with our own, you know, our own parents or Hispanic parents and their parents not really knowing, you know, about their own anxieties or whatever. I'm sure they felt it, but they didn't know it was that, so they didn't really approach it that way, and they yeah. didn't really... You know, handle it, and they didn't know how to handle it. Or they didn't even know it existed. A lot of people don't believe in it. A lot of people don't believe in depression and anxiety. They just think it's, you know, a little bit of like they just consider it being laziness. Laziness is a effect.
0: It's, yeah, it's a side effect from yeah. anxiety, a side and the effect cause from is depression.
1: depression. That the causes you know different things. Yes, it 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 comes off as laziness because you know when our parents or anyone else like felt that way, their way of getting through it was just doing it, which in a lot of cases is enough to get people to do it but not every case bro it's not always the case yeah. and so for them they just think oh why well, did it this way you know you could do it and that's it's a certain way of thinking that that kind of gets in the way too not everyone's the same bro not everyone has the capacity to do the same thing and i think that's the thing with anxiety dude like everyone's is different Every everyone's is onset by different things like for example my my anxiety Um, you know, not to get too, too, you know, detailed into like, you know, you know, anything specific, but like it has a lot to do with three major things in my life, which I think a lot of people, you know, would say these are like big things in their life as well. Dramatic. My academic life, my, um, for those that play sports, sports life and, you know, my relationship life my, my love life, whatever. Um, but mostly the two that I really, really suffered from were academics and sports those were the two that really really kind of like you know that those were like my foundations for the, my whole life essentially like I played sports as a little kid since I was like six years old so it was a big thing for me um academically you know I was always my parents weren't really like pushy on me like to do well like there's a lot of parents that whether you do well or not they push you and there's only... There are those parents that push you when you're not doing well. But when you're doing well, they kind of just let you float. Like, let you do your own thing. And that's what kind of what I had. Like, when I was doing really well, my parents were like, all right, he's got it. You know, keep going. But when I did bad, they'd be like, hey. You know, they'd get back in there. And, you know, that relationship kind of, like... Kind of left... Made me feel for a long time like I was just left out on my own. Because... I'm not saying I did well, but I did well enough to not need parent inter, you know, intervention. Like where they need to call my parents or, you know, talk to my parents, and say he needs to improve here or there. And I was just decent. As I got older, I realized how much more important it was, and I did, you know, I did always fight to be at the top of the class and stuff like that. Um, you know, my group of friends, we were all like, uh, we were called the nerds, bro, in high school. I mean, middle school, going into high school, and in high school we had, um, we split up. We went to different high schools. You know, you know that. That's how yeah. you, you met, like, our friends. but Or you knew him since before, too. But That's uh, how I met you. Yeah, you met me through through Anthony. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, like, he was part of, like, our group of the nerds. And, yeah, bro, like, we would always, like, compete to be the top five of the class because we got rankings. And that was, like, a very fun way to do really well and make sure I was on top of my shit. When I got into high school, it kind of just carried on. And I wasn't top of the class but I was always striving to kind of be top of the class. It just you realize when you get to high school, there's smart ass people out there. Smart just ass built people, different. Like, like they're just built smart as fuck. Like yeah. they were meant to be the top of the class, and so you can't really compete with those people. But um, you know, you, you were up there where you could kind of be like under them and stuff. Um, and so that's where I was. And then getting to college, bro. Towards the end of high school, um, that's when a lot of shit like kind of got you know, a big, going to college, like a big, you know, rude awakening, essentially. Um, I almost, you know, I almost flunked out, um, and then sports-wise, you know, I never considered myself, like, even, like, top five, bro, wherever I played, to be honest. Um, it was just, uh, even though you're
0: the captain of your dad's team.
1: My dad's team. You know, emphasis on oh, you dad. You good, though. Emphasis on dad. Dude, you were captain material. <laughs> yeah, after, emphasis on dad, bro. I'm just kidding, bro. Oh, but,
0: yeah, oh, it, yes, that's something I didn't notice. That, like, dude, like, I could say that you're really good at soccer. Like, in my eyes, you were top five. Like, I but appreciate how, that, how How did you not, like... Like, what made you not think you were top five worthy?
1: Um, I mean, I really... I would think this is kind of, like, a very common thing with most people. You kind of want the... Not the praise, but, like, the recognition... Words of affirmation. From the best. Yeah, from the best. Whoever you're playing with, whoever you're playing against. And every once in a while, like, you'd come across, like, an opponent that would, like, was humble enough at that age to tell you, like, hey, you did a good job or a really good... You know, whatever, you did really well. And I would take those, you know, but they wouldn't stay with me. Like, I, I need it from the... Like, if I got it from, you know... For example, one of the few times I ever got, like, a compliment was when I played in middle school. It was against the coach. We lost, I think, or we tied. The coach, he, you know, we were shaking hands at the end of the game, and, like, he held onto my hand and kept talking to me. And then when I was leaving, these, like, two or three friends of this kid that I played with, like, he played on my dad's team, and his two friends that I think played soccer but weren't playing on the team, they were watching the game, and they went to the school we were playing, like, complimented me. And you know, and I, in my head I was like, damn, like, we're really young, they didn't need to do that, so I was like, okay, I need to take this because, you know, they probably meant it. And so those were, like, one of the, the few times. But then next week I'd play against a really good team and I want to get shit from the other teammates or, or not the teammates, the opponents or the coach or anything, and i think, okay, this is selected, like, you know, only this coach maybe thinks I'm good, but this coach doesn't. And it's so, like, you need
0: to earn it, or you need
1: to earn it. Like, I feel like if you're really good, dude, in a sport, everyone's gonna tell you the same thing. And like, if you're kind of like kind of good, then you know, or like you kind of do well sometimes. Like, then you'll get a good compliment. Sometimes you won't. So I never like considered myself up there because of that reason. And um, yeah, man. Like as I got older, um, you know, I felt. Especially right before my injury, that I was kind of on track to break through that and not care, because when I didn't care, I performed better and I was more consistent. So I was kind of going through that mentally, where I was thinking, like, all right, dude, like if I just if I don't care and I just play, like I'll feel better. And you know, I start, I feel like I started playing better.
0: Your injury, your injury was your ACL, right? Yeah,
1: and then I injured it the first time. It was just a sprain, so it was just like a few months out. But. Obviously, I was not educated on injuries. I, uh, you know, I I had the need to, like, kind of return as soon as possible. Um, there was kind of, like, a lag. You know, a lot of people will know if you don't play professionally, if you don't play for a school, you're kind of just like anybody else, a workers' comp-type patient where you'll kind of be last person, like, to be considered by, you know, um, in terms of, like, you know you know, who you're, what type of therapist you're going to see, what kind of surgery you're going to have, what doctor you're going to be recommended or sent to. I mean, it all comes down to insurance and stuff, too. You can choose. But, you know, like, when you're not really educated on that, you don't really think to say, okay, I need to find the best surgeon, I need to find the best therapist that'll prepare me to be able to return to my sport. You just kind of, th- I, was an edu- I was in high school, I was just like, all right, well, I should have a doctor, right, that's going to do it, Okay. I have a surgeon, right, that's going to do it, okay, like, it's that the insurance is going to cover, okay, I have this therapy that they're sending me to, because it's the closest one, okay, and it was worse mix, bro, like, this was before surgery, actually, the, the sprain, so I was out for a few months only, and then I, uh, I kept just re- I re-aggravating it, like, I didn't prepare, I didn't know that I was doing it, because no one told me, no one told me, like, this is going to do this to you if you don't do this right, I didn't know that, um... And so, kept injuring it, kept injuring it, confused, young, you know, you don't, you're like, what the the fuck, like, why won't I get better, what's going on? And, but at the same time, I still thought, this is temporary, like, in a year max, I'm not gonna be feeling this shit anymore. Then all of a sudden, I go to the doctor, and they're like, well, it stopped hurting for a while, like, it stopped hurting, it would just swell up. And it would just give out a lot and swell up. And I told him like, "Hey, it doesn't hurt anymore, but it does this. And like, I can't bend my knee, and it only hurts when I try to squat down because it's so swollen. But like, it doesn't hurt in terms of movement." And he's like, "Oh, it's torn. Like that's why you don't feel anything, whatever." And I was like, "What the? What? Like, I, how long I, I, was
0: it? Huh? How long was it torn?
1: Um, maybe for like two months. Oh, like shit. I went because I was out two for like months with a torn ACL. Two, yeah, two to. Because essentially, like, um." You're not gonna feel it because it's not attached to anything anymore. Oh
0: my gosh, you this know, is dangling so, in yeah. your body,
1: and it's just a part of you that yeah it gets blood flow, but it's only getting blood flow in a sense to have its flexibility. It's not really there aren't really nerves in there. Like when it's partially torn, you could feel that and it hurts, but when it's fully torn, there's nothing like it's meant to just keep your bones together essentially, and connect. Um, so when it's detached, like your bones just move like, in ways that they shouldn't really move. And so when you tear your ACL, the need for surgery is... If you're playing a sport, you could tear your ACL completely... Live your whole life. And live your whole life no surgery. Because you, the normal person, you know, if you operate well and you strengthen everything else, you don't need your ACL. But if you're playing a sport, you're constantly, you know, stepping, you know, you're pivoting, you're, you're causing movement, like, in your knee that could move without the support of the ACL and hurt other ligaments and hurt other tendons and muscles. And so it's uh, very important that if you play, you go back. So obviously there's no question when he told me, I was like, All right, I got to do my surgery. I have to. Like, it was not a reality to me that I was not going to play soccer, bro. I was like, oh, you know, just another hurdle, but a bigger one. Like, I got to get surgery. And I was like, oh, like for a second, I thought, damn, that's pretty cool. Like, I'm going to get a major surgery. Like, I'm going to look like a real athlete. And then it just never came back, bro, and I kept playing, and then all of a sudden, another, on another play, I wasn't prepared, bro, I didn't get enough, I didn't go to the right therapist, I didn't go to people that prepared me, that educated me, and I toured again, and that's when I decided, fuck it, like, that was my senior year, my goal was to play college soccer, bro, wherever, and get my education there, get my education paid for, because my parents really couldn't afford shit, um, and so, I, uh, I was hoping to do that, and Play sports, bro, you know, get priority in my classes, you know, play sports, stay fit into my young, you know, adulthood. Dude, I was looking so forward to it, and senior year, I decided, like, I can't, dude. I injured myself twice. I, you know, our school was kind of, like, had a bad rep at the time. I think, you know, like, there was shit going down. This, our program Specifically, was doing shit, like we were doing terribly, like I was not going to get viewed anywhere. I didn't know about going to try out at schools or anything or doing any of that. And so my first thing was to go to, was to fall back on my academic shit and then go to the first school that was the best, the best ranked in all the schools that I got into. And so I went to that school, not playing, not doing what I wanted to do, like studying what I want to study, just going for that reason because I was really just banking on well if I can't play anymore I have to rely on my my academic you know performance I get there bro I get a a rude awakening bro in terms of like how I got my you know you really learn that you know an A in high school doesn't mean shit college it does not I mean like getting A's in school in 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 high school it could if you have the right mentality like I'm not saying the right mentality won't get you straight A's it could but the simple fact Or the simple, yeah, the simple fact of getting A's is not going to guarantee you success in college.
0: Also, the education. Like, I'm pretty sure the schools we went to kind of, like, they suck, like, when it comes to preparing you for college.
1: Bro, like, I, I, friends I knew live out, like, in the, you know, San Diego area, in nicer parts of the San Diego area, and they get, you know, college prep classes. You know, outside of school, they get, they get, uh... You know certain training, certain tutors, like tutors extra stuff to make everything. sure they get into school. Yes. S A T trainings, like I didn't know about the S A T until so I got to the high school. Yeah. These dude, guys have high, known it since, since probably like middle school. They've probably been learning. Okay, I need to pass this when I get, finish high school, so I'm going to start preparing right now. You know, and they excel through high school with their grades. They know that they need to, you know, you know, be involved in whatever it is. They, you know. You know they know what they need to do. They've perfected their personal statements. They've done all this stuff. They visited the campuses. They know what to say, what to look like, to get into college. And we don't really have that at our school. We kind of do. There's a lot of people are coming back. If you notice, a lot of young people that you know that say that they're alumni from you know the area. Um, they uh, they they're coming back and they're trying to like you know help people out now, which is really cool. Like, there's a lot of, like, people that are the next generation above us, you know, born in the 80s, 70s, 80s. You know, the young teachers now, they're the ones that are kind of, like, trying to change that. Um, but, yeah, bro, like, we're, we're kind of, like, in that transition of kind of getting introduced to that, kind of not. You know, like, as far as I remember, in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, it was common to see, you know, the Hispanic portrayed, the Hispanic male portrayed as a guy that doesn't go to college, you yeah. know? It was such a big thing for us to go to college, bro, when we were, like, in high school. Dude, even now,
0: yeah, like, like, dude, it's it's pretty common now to see first-gen, like, Latinos graduating. It's
1: kind of expected. You're like, oh, what college are you going to? You don't, like, whereas I think that the conversation wasn't even like that before. Some people would just, like, say, like, oh, are you going to college? Or, like, what are you going to do? Yeah,
0: like, what are you doing, you know, instead of already, like, assuming college. And now a lot of people assume college.
1: Yeah, bro. Like,
0: I even fucking fell into that. Before, where like I'll just talk to people and I'll just assume they go to school. Like, hey, like do you go to school? Like no, Yeah,
1: it's just like a thing. Like, like you just yeah. assume because er- yeah. you know everybody has a potential. You know, you know what it's about now, and that bro, like you know, getting getting to college, you know, not really doing so well. i having that rude awakening of like you know requires more, um, and a little sprinkle of relationship problems, bro. Everybody got the little <laughs> relationship problems, like it was just a bad mix, bro, and um it kind of catapulted me into, like, I guess, like, a depression, bro. I mean, I can't... I never really, you know, you know, spoke to anyone about it, like, professionally, you know what I mean? Um, I could say I felt really, really depressed. um, But it was just my anxiety, like, you know, going crazy, you know? And and when you really live your life day-to-day constantly anxious, you kind of, like, it's draining, bro. It's super draining. And I think that's what causes the depression. The depression is more... Isn't really necessarily, like... At least from my experience, it wasn't necessarily too dark. It was just kind of just nothing, nothing, literally nothing. And it was so sad that you felt you could, you could, you know, you could label it as depression because it felt sad. You, you kind of felt pity for yourself. You're like, fuck, dude, like, why, like, do you nothing? You, you could think of getting a billion dollars, bro, having all the money in the world, being the sole man, sole person responsible for ending world hunger, ending homelessness, finding the cures for every disease, you know, living a perfect life, and that still wouldn't sound appealing to you. Like, that's how bad it would get, bro, where you're just kind of like, fuck, dude, like, you know, nothing sounds good. Like, why why even be around, you know, why not be around, but, like, why even, you know, what's the point, essentially? Literally, like, what's the point? Anything you think of, what's the point? And that's what caused the depression. And then at that point, when you get there, bro, it's tough. It varies. You don't know, you know, how you're going to react, and there's very different ways to react. My reaction was, you know, I overthink. So, like, I used that to get myself out of that situation where I was kind of like, well, what if I feel this way because I'm not necessarily doing, you know, things that I want to do? What if I'm, you know, I've, do- I've become so comfortable and so used to doing things that I don't want to do, but I feel like I need to do so much... That I didn't see it as something I didn't want to do. I just felt like it was something I needed to do, and I didn't like doing. Not not as much as like something I didn't need to be doing. I could be doing something else. And when you view it that way, and you think you know you could be doing something else, you could change it. You know. What what what's what's the like? What do you have to lose essentially? You know, like you're doing the thing you need. To, you feel like you need to do, and you feel miserable. You know, what's what does it hurt trying something else? You could be miserable doing something else, trying something, and you're miserable either way. But this time you're trying, but that trying, probably, and I'm just saying probably to try to be positive, obviously, probably could give you a better outcome than doing what you feel like you need to be doing. You know what I mean? It could probably cause you to, you know, feel a lot better. You know, without feeling like, you know, you're taking a risk of being miserable, doing something else. If you get what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, regardless, you can be miserable doing something you don't want to do. Why not do something you want to do? Yeah. be miserable doing something you want to do. You know what I mean? Dude. You're miserable either way. And I think that's that's the thing that got me out of it. Everybody's different, bro, because my, I'm telling you, my depression, my anxiety really was on fire. I've always had anxiety, but tolerable, just like anybody else. I think if you never go through that type of experience of kind of like like severe rock bottom, you don't realize that you've had anxiety your whole life, just at a small degree. But once you go through a traumatic experience, your anxiety goes crazy. And if you don't kind of address it, like my way of addressing those two situations is kind of do what I want to do. I started coaching. You know, that's kind of been taking off. I've gotten to a point where I never thought I'd be at. In coaching, honestly, I never thought it'd be at, and it kind of sucks because I feel like if I would have believed in myself, I would be, I would be a lot further down the line or a lot, you know, deeper in it. But I'm doing something I kind of like enjoy more. It feels more like a passion, you know, and I feel like it's worked out for me a little bit in terms of where I'm at now. COVID fucks shit up, whatever. But once we get back, you know, I know I have that job. I know that I, could, I could, literally, like. As that job grows, because it's a new thing, um, you know, I'm, you know, our, you know, the pay is going to be going with it, so I could become like my main job. But not only that, I've felt like you know investing time into something that I want to do, and investing, you know, you know, time and dedication to things that I like doing, um, have helped me, you know, deal with that, you know, anxiety, have a little bit more of a manage on it, and kind of just like, uh, you know. I feel like people's anxiety, bro is different. Like no, like maybe a few people can relate to what I'm saying, but I think everybody has their own. A lot of people are probably going to be listening and be like, uh, oh, you know, kind of, but you know, mine is a little different. And I think it's because it stems in different things. And so if you don't address, or it comes, it's rooted in different things. So if you don't really address that, it's always going to be an anxiety. It's always going to cause you to feel anxious, you know? And that's what I think people don't really have. Um, that causes anxiety I think it's not necessarily people having anxiety it's what's causing their anxiety people's experiences everybody has diff- different experiences you know what I mean yeah like I'm sure when you had anxiety when you felt it it's because you were going through something specific That was, it was
0: super traumatic yeah
1: like it's and, and now you might not be fe- you know experiencing too many traumatic events maybe some little ones that cause little anxiety like episodes but not big ones that you think about every single day that are consistent You know what I mean? Yeah. That that ride on you every day for you to feel constantly anxious.
0: Yeah. I know. Like, I think about this just, like, just because, like, dude, I I consider myself fortunate, like, that I don't suffer with anxiety. I don't, that... I I think
1: you do have anxiety, bro, but you're not feeling anxiety right now. Like,
0: like, yeah, like, it's not extremely anxious. I started, yeah, I started thinking about that because I feel that, what I was talking, um... Can I tell you
1: something real quick? Yeah. I feel fortunate that I do have anxiety. <laughs> it humbles you or what? No, nah, it doesn't humble me, but it creates an awareness that once... Here's a problem with, with that people have with anxiety is they don't think about post-anxiety or like addressing that anxiety. They think about the feeling they have when they feel anxious and how much they hate it and how much they don't want to deal with it. But in a certain way, it's your conscience, bro. It's your conscience telling you something about yourself or about what you're experiencing, it could be you're anxious about someone else's actions. And if you think about it, and you still don't feel better when that per- when you know that those actions are fixed or changed, you realize who's the problem with with you yourself. Yeah, and and that's that's something that I feel like I've I've kind of I appreciate from anxiety. Like fuck yeah, I hate that feeling, bro. I hate it so much. But at the same time, I appreciate feeling that anxiety because it helps me realize either something's off or I'm off. You know what I mean? And it's constantly reminding my body this is not comfortable for you for a reason and you need to find that reason. And once you find that reason, you will realize, bro, that further down the line, when you're in the same situation again, you're not as anxious. You're not feeling the anxiety because your brain has this stored already where you're kind of like, I know how to deal with this situation. I know how to at least control my thoughts in this situation, too, where I can, you know, kind of not really feel a certain way or, I guess, in a, in a way, detach yourself from certain things. Because having anxiety also causes you to attach to shit. Like, that's what you're doing. Yeah. You're attaching to certain shit and you're kind of, like, you're attached to it and now you're just freaking out, you know, it, it's it's driving what you're feeling. If you detach from it, you don't really feel those things.
0: I mean, suffering comes from the attachment.
1: Yeah. What do you mean?
0: Suffering. like. Uh-huh in general suffering stems from attachment yeah
1: yeah exactly so when you uh, detach yourself you do feel like a little bit of like you're not likely to react so quickly to things you're not likely to you know you know fall into certain thoughts you know f- as a result of experiences which whatever it is you're experiencing and I think that that is something that you learn when you're aware of your anxiety and what causes it and so that's the thing like is it, the feeling of anxiety fucking sucks bro and I think that's why so many people just view that. But you gotta, you kind of gotta appreciate your anxiety sometimes, bro. Like because it's not always gonna be there. Your anxiety is not always gonna be there because you're eventually you want to get to the point where those anxieties have caused you to, you know, be able to manage things a little better. But at the same time, um, like um, it's not gonna be there. Um, because that again like what I'm saying that's the only reason why it comes up you know what I mean like when when you're feeling a certain way you kind of learn a little bit by yourself through it yeah
0: I mean um, it's definitely challenging but yeah like I I get you I understand you and I agree actually like that I feel that probably everyone does experience this but it's because of mental health in general like people just aren't really well informed on on it yeah a lot
1: of people were fairly informed on it
0: like yes like I'm learning about emotional intelligence right now in my communication class,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's mind-blowing because um, I just did my own research, and I found out that the definition, the term emotional intelligence is barely 30 years old.
1: Like, okay.
0: Like the American, like the English, the English definition, the English term emotional intelligence <laughs> existed for 30 years. Only 30 years. It did not exist before that. So
1: 1990.
0: No, 80. It's 2020. Oh, it's 40 years. Holy shit. 40 years? 40 years, yeah. Oh,
1: shit. I mean, yeah, bro, there's a lot of shit that's, like, relatively new. Like, you'd be surprised, like, with, uh, um, when I was studying kinesiology, bro, like, you go 15 years back, totally irrelevant. You can't be learning that shit. You're gonna, you're gonna hurt people. You're gonna, you're gonna fuck people up with the wrong information, and it's so advanced. We're barely learning about ourselves, bro. Yeah. Our own bodies.
0: Dude, like we're Much
1: we're, less, like, psychological, much less mental, much less, like, um, psychedelic, but bro. Either
0: way, like, everything else is getting better. Like, yeah. I mean... Dude, we're still learning. Yes. Even, like, even psychedelics and just mental health, John Hopkins, in the year 2000, so it's already been 20 years, they opened up a center for psychedelic and consciousness research, you know? And, like, 20 years later, it's thriving and it's getting even better where, like, all yeah, these bro. other elite universities are trying to start their own programs as well with psychedelic research. But I started, like, thinking about all this that we're talking about. It made me, like, realize of, like, especially right now with technology and digital era and the Internet. We might just, I'm pretty sure right now we're currently going through, like, a form of, an era of revolution, like we you are, know, huh? like the agricultural revolution, we're the right. industrial revolution. Yeah. Like, dude, this is a whole revolution we're going for. Like, we are the guinea pigs of society mm-hmm. implementing internet and digital. Sprinkle a little everything. bit of
1: sprinkle a little bit of culture in there. It it adds a lot. Think about it. A lot of people that are gonna jump on these opportunities are a little bit more not per se privileged, but like if you're not from a privileged like Background, you're kind of going to be an outlier almost in, With in your group. So, for example, um, in out here in uh, the America, <laughs> but um, what's it called? Um, yeah, bro. Like what I'm saying is, like we're accepted in all these things. Like I'm not saying like Hispanics aren't making podcasts or we're not, you know, good at making podcasts where um there's a reason why you don't see a lot of them and it's because um of a fear I think of not just tapping into their talent. I know a lot of people, bro. Not even personally. I know of people that I've seen online or whatever that could do well like if they had an interest in doing something like, you know, like a podcast or a show or YouTube or, or whatever. They have a good personality whatever. They would fit perfectly. But they don't really have that freedom of doing that type of work you know what i mean like they're not really they don't really they're not used to having that that's a possibility like their parents are kind of like what like why are you gonna do that and this isn't this isn't just exclusive to hispanics bro you know middle eastern asian black anyone like it doesn't matter what you are like nine times out of ten your parents if you're not white bro i'm sorry if you're not, like, at least partly, your parents kind of tend to have... And even white, I don't know, like, even white, but I'm just saying, like, uh, more than... Like, there's, a, there's like a large majority of, like, white... PLC. or Or... Wait, what do you mean?
0: Like, there's a high percentage of PLC. Like, people, people of, color. of color?
1: No, yeah. people of color, but even white people, too, are included in there. I have to include them there, too, where if their parents are from, like, a certain generation, they need to go to school, get a job, get a degree, and that's it. Even white people, like, bro, everyone, everyone, everyone has that from their parents.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially here, like, it's probably the American dream. Like I said, it's a fucking, like, format, a recipe.
1: Now, what you see a lot, also, you've seen an image of white people change. When I was younger growing up, and I still kind of have a little bit of a, of a, um, in my head, like, an envy of white people, bro, in a weird way, is the acceptance of their parents for them to do, we- like, whatever they want to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're more likely to see that, I think, in a lot of, you know, non, you know, non-person uh, of color, I guess, like, uh, households where they're kind of like, they kind of understand like, okay, like, you know, th- like, I'm going to let them do that because if they're, if they really, re- they can recognize like, if they really, really want to do it, obviously there's variants. There are some people that let their kids do shit that they shouldn't let their kids do, but, um, so, like, some of the ones that you... That some of the people that made it, you realize, bro. You look at their background. You look at how they grew up. They're normal people. You see the biggest stars today. You look at their high school photos. You realize they were just another person in high school. What was different about them? Their parents kind of were like, "Yeah, well, I'm gonna let him do what he wants to do. I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna support what he wants to do." You know, you don't see that a lot. Like specifically, me speaking from Hispanic households that I know of, you know, so you see a lot more of like, mm, like just do this for sure. This is more for sure. This is more like being a, safer. The safer route. Yeah. The rat yeah. race. Yeah. The rat race. The rat race. And so fucking, like, you know, it's that thing that you're starting to see more now of, you know, amongst all people. But, you know, I'm speaking for Hispanics because that's what I see more of, like, you know, recognizing a little bit more. I mean, you see a lot. You don't really see it too, too much, but you see a little bit more than before of, like, allowing, you know, that acceptance and stuff like that. And that, it doesn't, you know, not, not to sound like a negative Nancy, it doesn't really improve anything. It just doesn't cause something negative. It doesn't have a negative effect. I'm not saying it has a positive effect. It just doesn't have a negative effect. If you know what I mean. Whereas if you do criticize and you tell your kid, hey, don't do that. That's not for sure. Don't waste your time. That has a negative effect. For sure. But if you yeah. don't say anything or if you support them, it kind of has a positive effect. But it it's more of like the lack of a negative effect. More so than like the implementation of a positive
0: yeah, it's, like, you know, negative reinforcement, positive reinforcement, and, like, negative punishment, positive punishment. Either giving something or taking something. Or, yeah. like, not giving something at all.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's something like that, bro, that, you know, it, it's just come down to what do people want to do. And the most successful people, the people I look up to, are the people that are doing what they want to do. Whatever they're doing. I've seen people do, like, like um, you know, things that I wouldn't find myself doing, like, career-wise. But I see how they're doing it, and I'm like, damn, dude! Like, I want to be in that position where I'm doing something I want to do. I've done different shit. Where I've worked in retail, kind of. If you consider dick Sporting as retail, yeah, it yeah, is kind of retail. Um, I've worked in like f- um, the food industry. Like I've worked in like catering type setting. I've worked in like a food court setting, and I've worked like in a restaurant setting. Um, it's uh, I've you know I've worked like, uh, you know, like coaching shit. Coaching obviously feels a little bit, you know, closer to home to it's, me because yeah, I played. Yeah,
0: for sure probably in, like, a better, like, direction for you when it comes yeah. to, like, what, you're, what makes you happy.
1: But there, but there's still so many things, bro, that I feel like, you know, I'd like to do, too, that I, I want to give more attention to. And I think, you know, I'm not the only one. I think there's a lot of people that know things about themselves that they think are really good. And they think, you know, people would appreciate, you know, and people would recognize about them. And, you know, but they just lack that little bit of, like like confidence in themselves to kind of just go out and do it you know what I mean I know a lot of people like that bro funny yeah. ass people interesting people you know whatever just you know on the spectrum of of, of, of uh, characteristics bro they, they they're everywhere but you know if they if they got in touch in you know with themselves and you know what they're really good at what they know that they could you know people would like about them you know uh, um, things that they want to share put out there they should just do it you know, just just do it on the side, because even if you're just doing it as a hobby, um, while you're doing something that you're miserable at, it'll make the miserable thing more tolerable. You know, yeah. Like at the very at least,
0: at least you have something to wake up to look forward to. Yeah, at the
1: very know. least, you could be like, I'm gonna finish work and do this something that I like, and then one day you never know, bro. You never know, you never know. David Dobrik fucking made a made a video of like traveling to California, or Hollywood to like eat eat a, uh what was he gonna eat, in and out or something like that. He was craving in and out so he made a video, super low budget video, dude. He's driving this old car like recording himself down the hollywood uh uh what street is it boulevard yeah with the hollywood walk of fame the stars
0: sunset boulevard
1: i think it was sunset he was just going down sticking himself out the window like saying he's gonna run that shit one day bro no one knew who the fuck he was he just looked like another kid you go now you see him dude drive by this fucking what is he driving now tesla no, he got a new car. He got a new car? I think he has, like, a Bentley.
0: Oh, my God.
1: He has, like, a really nice, like, Bentley, like, a baby blue one. And he's, he like, he's going to be driving down the road, and everyone's going to recognize him. He gets out of the car, everybody's going to stop him. He can't go anywhere now. You know what I mean? And it that's started true. with what? Him just saying, I want to fucking, like, I want to make a video. It started with the internet craving yeah. and a yeah. dream." Yeah, it's like, hey, you down to take a road trip to internet? Like, that's, just, like, a cool little thing, and they just go. He records it, makes it, like, look like a movie, essentially. Not, like cinematically like a movie, but like in Editing terms of like plot. Like, yeah. In terms of like plot where he's like like, um, you know, I just want to go on a whim, like let's go, and they just go and you know, it's like, you know, two like young young adult teenagers, like they were teenagers when they did it. Teenagers just taking off, just teenagers like, you know, taking a quick road trip, random, impulsive just to get in and out. Like it's it's something that people are going to see. and Like, damn, I wish I could do that with my friend, or some shit like that, you know? Yeah. And and look where that turned out now. Now he still has that same appeal, where he's like, I wish I was that person, but like at a grander scale. Borat, you know? And he's at such a scale, bro, where people people that are big that we grew up on are kind of using him to get more uh, notoriety or or get their advertising like or your exposure. All that stuff. Yeah, you exposure. Know? Yeah, yeah. They're they're. You know, people are reaching out to him, you know, and using him to, like, get that. Like, I remember he was talking about John Samos or something. Like, he filmed, like, three hours with him. And John Samos is used to, you're filming three hours? I get three hours, like, on the, you know, or at least two hours, one hour of that footage is going to be put up. Or even less, like, 30 minutes whatever. Like, I think David Dobrik used, like, 18 seconds or some shit like that of the footage he filmed with him. And he, was, he called him or he contacted him. He's like, yo, what the, like what's up with this? Or Next time he saw him, he's like, hey, what happened? Like, why did you only use, like whatever, but then he realized, like, you know, that's all he needed, and he got millions of views, like, his videos are four minutes, 20 seconds long, bro, like, he does that on purpose, so, like, he explained it, too, where he kind of just uses snippets of, you know, what people want to see, you know, and it's that, bro, like, just getting in touch with that shit, imagine having a life where you just, like, do fun shit, and you entertain people, and, you know, you make people laugh by just being a certain way, and, you know, make people just enjoy themselves watching you, like, it's crazy, man, there's so many possibilities out there with with stuff. You know, he's not the first one to do that type of work, first one to do it now, like, in this era, using technology, using social media. But he's not the first person to kind of, like, you know, get notoriety from that, like, type of thing, you know? And you see a lot of that shit now. Bad Baby, how'd she get big? That's or, true. Is her name Bad C-Cash Baby? Catch Me Outside? Catch Me Outside. Yeah,
0: I think, yeah, I think her is Bad Dr. Baby. Dr.
1: Phil, dude. That's how she got big. There's a lot of people that just got big like that, dude. Uh,
0: accidentally, too.
1: Not even... Bro, I don't think it was accidental. I think no. it was just they were, they shot their shot and they made it.
0: I, yeah, it's not like true. they just,
1: like, tossed it. <laughs> and just, they shot their shot and they made it. a lot of people. Yeah. It looks like accidental because a lot of people shoot their shot and they fucking miss. Nasty. Nasty. And so that's the thing, bro. It's Dude. Crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, damn. We fucking...
1: We went on tangents. We, when
0: we went... Nah, not on tangents. We freaking did a full circle, man. Yeah, with bro. the American dream. You know, just being able to hopefully... Everyone, I really hope people, like, get the need and the drive to do things that make them happy, you know. Don't just fall into the nine-to-five. Like, this whole podcast, this is my form of escapism, you know. Like, I'm surprised my fucking, my dad and my 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 family, they support me. But, yeah, I mean, this is, like, yeah, this is just a start. Who knows?
1: Yeah, every, everyone does what they can, bro. You know, like, parents never have bad intentions. You know, they always have the best intentions. It's just, you know, it's just what they have in their arsenal, you know what I mean? It could very much be, like, y- your parents support you in a certain way because whatever you were doing, they relate to a time in their lives when they were doing that, and they're like, oh, well, you know, if I could have, you know, this type of support, I would have given, I would have liked this, so I'm going to give that support. And that's that's part of what it is to everybody's different experiences. And so, you know, that's a very, like... Uh, you know, ideal thing for, I think, parents to have is to kind of, like, have gone through something their kids went through so they could know what to tell them. Um, but, yeah, bro, even even then, like, when they think they know what they're going to tell you, like, it doesn't necessarily, like, apply. And sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. When it does, it's amazing. When it doesn't, it's kind of, like, you kind of got to kind of gotta just try to see the, the effort in it, the, the point of it, you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, you know, like, the, yeah, the intentions are there. Sometimes yeah. the execution isn't, yeah. but...
1: Yeah, the execution sometimes. But, yeah, like, um, but, yeah, bro, like, especially in terms of, like, you know, real quick, to touch back on the whole anxiety thing, like, you know, I think it's just becoming something that people are more aware of. I think everyone has it. I think everyone is going to feel it in their lives at different times, at different degrees, in different waves. It just comes down to what, you know, what sets people off about it, you know? Like, I'm going to tell you one thing. I think everyone gets anxiety with their relationships. When you find your 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 wife bro your wife is gonna give you anxiety 100 percent. doesn't matter especially if you love someone if you care about someone a lot they're gonna give you anxiety just about how you go about your anxiety yeah you know what i mean <laughs> like I'm, I'm i'll tell you this much bro like i i feel very like secure too as time goes on with things with my anxiety now because it's uh you know with you know my current girlfriend where you know i've i've learned just how important communication is you know, really, as you've always you know think like yeah, communication is obviously super important, but you don't realize that sometimes thinking you have the best intention or thinking you have like not the best intention necessarily, but like thinking you're making the right decision by not communicating something like it's you decide that not saying is saying whatever you want to say is better than saying something. You know, sometimes that could be very more detrimental in compare. You know, just because it's a quick fix than just saying it. You know what I mean? And, you know, I've learned that, you know, that's a big thing, too, in terms of, you know, relationship stuff. It's communication um, and learning how to communicate with, you know, your partner, you know, the person oh, you yeah, care dude. about. Knowing, like, what's most effective with how you tell them or how they tell you um, and just stuff like that, bro. Like, it's it's stuff that, you know, we're obviously learning. but
0: Yeah, I mean, I do, like... I'm literally studying communications right now and I'm getting mind blown by all the shit I'm learning. And I've been wanting to tell you, like, of all these things I'm learning. Like, I. You're just post it like, on Twitter, bro. Dude, it's, it's a passion. i
1: keep my updates with you. You're always just posting.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So, with. Yeah, I mean, like, do this podcast. I definitely want to use this to, like, teach people and i hope i can get you back you know like i, ho- I would oh, love to have you back here yeah bro like,
1: I-, I wanted to, i wanted for sure like listen to what people got to say to you on the on this yeah and just like uh you know have have a little bit of references um but yeah bro like well speaking of twitter and
0: stuff like would like would you like how do you feel about like putting yourself out there do you want to you want people to find you or are you okay
1: oh I mean, I don't, I don't care. Like, obviously, because I coach, I have a different, like, uh, you know, I try to, you know, keep my socials kind of private, you know, just for kids, because I know, you know, a lot of kids that will try to, like, a lot of guys that I coach try to, like, find you, you know, request me and stuff. And like, I don't really to feel too comfortable about them kind of following me, but um, follow Caesar. You can follow, find find me through his stuff.
0: All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Wants to follow um, me. I
1: don't post shit, so there's no real reason to follow me. If you want to get my freaking follower account up, that's like the only reason to follow me, <laughs> otherwise, if you like political shit, like I retweet a lot of political shit,
0: yeah, well, um I mean if you're if you're still here, if you're listening, honestly, thank you. I appreciate you for listening. I hope this was a good conversation. I feel it really was Bethel, you had, had a lot to say, and I'm glad you said it. I feel a lot of these things need to be said, especially when it comes to anxiety and mental Are you gonna health. Post
1: this again? Can yeah. people comment and stuff or not?
0: Um, well, it's gonna be on Spotify and Apple Music. Those don't really have comments, but they like, I think SoundCloud and YouTube does. Obviously, also, I mean, you could find me at Instagram and Twitter at Zenith underscore podcast. And there, if you have any questions, any comments, like hit me up. Let me know. I want this to be as good as I can make it, and. I love criticism, especially if it's constructive. Only if it's constructive, honestly. <laughs> I, only if it's constructive. I love
1: criticism. And yeah. Rush gives me anxiety.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do I love it. But yeah, uh thank you again for listening and thank you Beto, for coming. For sure. Bro. I really hope we can do this again. We have we have so much else to talk about. And I mean, you y'all already know where to find me at Zenith. Thank you. Take care. Have a good day. <laughs>